What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Episode doing good, Rich. How you doing? Oh, man. Doing fantastic, man. It's official. Finally, uh, took down the took down the trophy in final and uh, I will say Final Fantasy. I'm bugging fantasy football <laughs> this year. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, tough. It was, good, it, it was a good win, you know. I like you said, it was uh, you know, kind of some weird circumstances, but it is what it is. Yeah, man. Tough way to go down, but I honestly think I still would have won just because uh, Boyd got that touchdown early. So uh, it was a lot of potential for him to. Get the over, and I was already up by like fifty points. So, yeah, I, but, I, I didn't. I, you know who? You know, like you said, who knows? Who knows, yeah. But mm-hmm. it would have been a, it would have been a tough, tough uh, uphill battle for them for Cross. Oh yeah, but you know, hat goes hat goes off to him. Looking forward to uh, next year. Definitely not gonna have the same team, but uh, it's gonna be very interesting. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, how about yourself, man? Yeah, doing all right. You know, took took the big L in uh in, in fantasy in, in my other league. Obviously, uh, you know, not not in our league, but uh yeah, it doing pretty good otherwise. Uh weather's nice down here. Been able to hit hit the range a couple times, you know, in, in January, which is uh which is new for me. So uh yeah, all good. Oh nice. I know uh you guys are getting uh well compared to up here, you guys have uh you guys get probably you guys are probably like in the sixties or something right now, right? Yeah, yeah, mainly 60s. I'll make it a little cool on the weekend, but yeah, for the most part, in the in the high 50s, low. Yeah, I wish you could stay that like around that temperature all all the time. Yeah, as as far as like the summer and stuff, but you know, can't have can't have everything rich, you know, unless you move to San Diego, then you, then you get that 75 degree weather all year round. Yeah, but I feel like that in uh, San Francisco is the only places are pretty much like that. But at night, you just get super cold. But I don't mind the cold though. Yeah. Especially at night, it's not too bad. Yeah, and then man, let's get right into. It. I mean, we had uh, week eighteen in the NFL wrap up. Uh, some teams punched their ticket to the uh, the uh, playoffs. Some teams fell short. Some teams just didn't make it at all, man. Some teams are fighting for uh, draft picks. So we had the Chiefs. They uh, beat the Raiders, lock up the number one seed, and they get the bye. Not too much here. Like we said before, Chiefs were probably favored in the AFC between them and the Bills. And then um, as far as the Raiders, they're going to be rebuilding to see who they're going to get as quarterback because uh, your boy Carr is not coming back. And um, I, don't, I don't know if uh, Daniels is going to be there next year either. Yeah, I, I think McDaniels will be there. And I only say that because Mark Davis is, uh, you know, the rumor on the street is he's, he's a little uh, cash poor right now. So he doesn't he doesn't want to pay. He's going he's gonna to have to pay McDaniels if he fired him. You know, got you know. I forget what his contract is, but it's got to be somewhere around thirty, forty million, as well as paying another coach. So I, I don't see, I don't see them firing McDaniel's at least not yet. They may give him another year or two. Um, they're still, and they're still playing uh, Gruden's contract. Well, exactly. So, so now you'd be paying three coaches, which is like kind of absurd. Um, mm-hmm. High, high, high price coup, and that's that's all cash money. That's not nothing you know you can defer or, or get out of. It's all guaranteed uh, straight cash out of the, out of the pocket of the owner. <laughs> straight cash, which, homie. <laughs> which is usually it does it does it does play a difference. I mean, you see how like 
you know, Kraft manages uh, Belichick and his staff over here. I mean, he probably says, hey, look, here's your limit, what you can pay your coaches. Here's what we're willing to pay the coaches. And you you can then figure out who you're going to pay what, right? Right. Because, again, it's it doesn't go against salary cap, so really it's just up to the owner. So, yeah, I, 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 would, I would think McDaniel's going to say, I just don't know what they're going to do with quarterback. I mean, is do they really think that – and I don't know, maybe he is, but do they really think Jared Stidham's the guy? Or or they have other plans. They have like a can they get Tom Brady in there cheap? Can they get an Aaron Rodgers? Although that wouldn't be cheap because he's already got a guaranteed contract for next year. Because it sounds you know like we talked a little bit about last week. Devontae Adams isn't going anywhere. He wants to stay. You know I think ultimately I mean, you know at first he 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 liked the idea because he's playing with his old friend Carr, but for whatever reason he wants to stay stay in in Las Vegas. So yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a big question. Curious. It's going to be a big question at that quarterback position. It's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks swapping teams this year, this offseason. So that's going to be one of the spicy things about the offseason. So. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that uh, I'm looking forward to is because is, it, it should happen. I don't think it's going to be as drawn out after, you know, the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be pretty quick this year. And, and Rodgers has already, has already said, you know, after last night's game, he's going to uh, decide fairly quickly. He's just going to kind of let this, let the loss sink in and, figure out what he wants to do but again you know we've talked about this in the past he's getting 59 million guaranteed i just don't see him retiring and i don't know how they can trade that contract or how they can move that contract at all uh, can they do uh like uh no like the you know how the nba does like those uh those uh re- trade resigns like the sign and retrade the resign um, and trade deals they don't really do that in NFL, yeah right? I, I i don't think they can do that not, not with the way his contract is set up. I have to look at it. He, I think it's, um, I think it's just a ton of dead money if they trade him. Because I, I think they could ultimately move the the money, right? I think I, I don't think that that would be a problem. Someone could would would eventually pay him, or they could figure that piece out. I think mm-hmm. it's the dead the dead cap for him. So yeah, next year his dead cap hit is ninety nine million dollars. I mean, he <laughs> might just have to bite the bullet on that one, man. And so. Because because of the way they structured his contract, his uh yeah his his cash flow is fifty nine million next dead cap is ninety nine and then it drops significantly in twenty twenty four to you know he's still making forty nine million but his 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 dead cap would be then sixteen and eight so I don't I don't see it I don't see it changing much or they do one they could do one of those things where they like extend them for like pennies and dry out the contract or restructure but yeah it's it's madness yeah or they got to do one of those baker deals where the team is willing to take on half of that half that dead cap hit so yeah i don't they, they typically don't do that in the nf yeah i know but i mean I, I, it's just i don't know i don't know why they, they don't do it. i think probably made to prevent stuff like that so that if you want to trade for a guy you're taking on everything but yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure i'm sure they don't do it because it'll create trends because now players can, yeah. it makes players uh, much more movable that are unhappy in certain situations. So I could definitely see, uh, you know, why they don't do it. Yep. And then we had the uh, Titans and the Jaguars. I mean, Jaguars got the old Titans up out of here. It was looking close. God damn. I'm glad. Uh, can't believe they just, TCU just do a pick. I'm glad, uh, you know, we get to see like, the a new. Like 10 seconds behind you. Oh, damn. <laughs> Actually, less than that, like five seconds. 
Yeah, man. Uh, I'm just gl- I'm glad to see the uh, the up and coming Jags getting in. Kind of talked about it all for. I'm looking forward to seeing their uh, you know their growth for the next few years because they got uh, Calvin Ridley for a third round pick. So uh, offensively, they're going to be uh, one of those top teams, but we got to see if they can uh, build that defense because uh, that's going to be the main thing to help them uh, make make those runs in the playoffs because they can definitely uh, keep a hold of that keep a stranglehold in that division based off the young team they have now. Yeah, I, I like where they're sitting. Again, Doug Peterson's a good coach, turned them around. Good quarterback. They kind of rebuilt that that offensive line after you know Trevor Lawrence getting crushed last year. Skill players are, are solid. I think they could probably use another receiver too. I just don't trust Zay Jones to to be a uh, you know the number two wide receiver. You know, I think Christian Kirk had obviously had a great year. Marvin Jones and 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 company, but uh, yeah, they could get some some more talent on the. Uh, in, in the receiver department, I think that that, that could be a dangerous team moving forward. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks legit. Yeah, I feel like they just need another receiver, a tight end, and then uh, beef mm-hmm. up the beef up that offensive line, and then pretty much everything else is just defense. So, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, there that old Jaguars defense was one of my favorite defenses to play in uh, Madden with uh, Big Henderson, with uh, Big Old Henderson, and then um, I forget who the other D, D tackle was. They both were like six seven. They had a good corner. Oh, what was his name? Oh, it'll come back to me. This, this was before, like Jalen Ramsey and all of them got there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly like haven't really paid much attention to the Jaguars. Yeah, Mar- yeah, Marcus Stroud, John Henderson, who's their corner? Rashawn Mathis. They had like four oh, or five. Pro- they have like yeah. four, four, four or five. Yeah, they have four like four or five Pro Bowlers on that defense. And that's when uh, Brian left, which was the quarterback. That was that was oh, low yeah. key. That was low key my team there, man. Fred Taylor. Yep. R- running back. Yep. Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith. That was low key my team right there, man. They just they just couldn't get it done though, because they had a uh, Peyton man in that division, which is too much. Yeah, I mean that that was a tough division to be. In. Then we had the uh, Ram- Ravens and the Bengals. Bengals uh, take care of business. They get the uh, home field advantage against the Ravens, so they don't got to flip no coins. For me, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because they're playing each other again next week if uh, Lamar is coming back or not. Yeah, the story keeps getting weirder. I mean, you you were kind of you were on this one early, and I, I don't know. I, I would kind of hesitated, but I, it does seem like something strange is going on there now. And I don't, I still don't think it's about the money, but maybe he just doesn't. You know, he's just not thrilled with Baltimore in general. Like the the management. Yeah, no, that's the thing, man. As I said, something's going on over there um, internally that uh, they're, they're not letting get out. Yeah, because it just it, like I feel like Harbaugh's press conference just get weirder and weirder. He's like, I don't know. Like, when is Lamar coming back? He's like, I don't know. I have no idea. It's just, yeah, it's man. Just so strange. Yeah, it's definitely uh, some strangeness going on over there. But we're gonna figure it out, man. We're gonna get to the yeah. bottom of it. It would be nice to see him, uh, see him back in there uh, this weekend and and uh, give Joe Burrow a run for his money. That's gonna be the, that's gonna be the wild card in the AFC playoffs, man. So it's such, it's such so, so many good quarterbacks in the AFC. Oh yeah, that I mean the AFC uh, playoffs are loaded. I mean looking at you know obviously Mahomes and Allen, but then Burrow, uh, Herbert, Lamar. Uh, just loaded. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, just just ridiculously loaded on, on that in, in that respect. Yeah, man. I was like, if I was a quarterback, I would definitely be going to the NFC right now. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, get, get out of the AFC. The AFC is going to be – I mean, those are all two. Mahomes is the oldest guy in that crew, and the rest, I think, are uh, – they're younger than Stetson Bennett. So, uh, like, twenty between 21 and 24 years old. AFC is going to be tough for a while. A very long time. Did you see uh... – they asked uh, Joe Barrow about their uh, about his Super Bowl window. Oh, yeah. he said he said as long as I'm here, man. <laughs> yeah. That was it's great. Open as long as I'm playing. That was great, man. You gotta love Joe, man. Uh, yeah, he's great. Uh, I, I love the uh, you know bringing the cigar back too. It's cool, Joe, man. He's so, he's too cool. He's so cool. And then we got uh, we had the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, oh no, before that we got the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, Bills take care of business. And uh, knock out the Pats. So uh, Belichick and I'm going home. Didn't lock up the number one seed because the uh, Chiefs won. But ultimately, it's going to be uh, the AFC East is going to be a tough division for you guys. Yeah, you know, just the same way we're talking about the AFC in general. The AFC East is is up there. I mean, you got you got the Bills with Allen. You got potentially you know Dolphins with Tua, uh, depending on his health. And 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 then you know the Patriots are the Patriots. And, and yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough division. It's to me, uh, you know, hoping to get a wild card seed out of that, you know, every once in a while. Yeah, man, that's the thing, man. Hopefully, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna come down to those defenses, man, and the quarterbacks. Yeah. So, whoever whoever has the best defense and quarterbacks is gonna be uh the the one on top in the, in our division. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the Patriots. And they were talking about the Patriots defense like number one in NFL. I was like, what the fuck? They, they had, a, they had a, their defense had a good year. They uh. You know, I think they, they gave up some points, but they um they had timely turnovers, uh scored some some a lot of defensive touchdowns. Uh they were they were solid. Yeah, man. I was like, damn, my man Bill's still getting after him, man. Mm-hmm. He just he just gotta figure out that offense and uh they'll be right back in it. Yep. He's uh he's coming back uh for another year. It'll be his twenty fourth year, Patriots, and he'll be seventy one next year when he when he uh, when things kick off. Hey man, what's uh isn't P.K. Well, P. Carroll 71 too or 72? A year old? 72 older? or 73, yeah, something like that. Hey, man. I mean, if you could do it as long as that, I mean, I would do it. Yep, absolutely. Especially a job, a job like that. As, as stressful as it is, it could be a lot worse mm-hmm. as far as a, a job you're stuck doing at that age. So and then we had the uh, Steelers and the Browns. Steelers actually went ahead and won this game, but they needed some help. But uh, ultimately finished over 500, man. Looks like. Uh, they got a lot to build on for next year. The Browns, on the other hand, kind of a struggling season for them. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, they can uh, put together some kind of uh, cohesiveness on offense and uh, defense because they got a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to go back to the the playoff point with the Steelers, uh, you know, anytime you're you're banking on the Jets to help you uh, get anywhere, you should you should know you're in trouble right away. So so obviously the Steelers fans were rooting for the Jets to beat the Dolphins. And uh, clearly they haven't been watching the Jets uh, long enough to know that that was not going to happen, uh, even with uh, Skylar Thompson in, in, in Miami. So, but but yeah, I, you know, it was a little d- down on Pittsburgh. I didn't think that they had really a great team outside of, you know, maybe TJ Watt and, you know, a couple of receivers and, and Najee Harris kind of got off to a slow start. Didn't seem like they really knew what to do at quarterback. And then, uh, you know, I think... I think Pickens helped him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Pick, Pickens Pickens turned it up, um, and then Pickett was, uh, you know, basically, you know, I, I feel like he showed that that he can play the position at, at a high level and not phased by the big moments and all the stuff you want in a in a starting quarterback, especially as a rookie. 
so I, I, I do like where they're going. Um, they got, they got a lot of young players on offense and, and, uh, you know, if they can, you know, outside of, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick and, and a few others on, you know, TJ Watt, uh, Cam Hayward, you know, if they can get a little bit younger on defense, I, I think that's a team to watch out for. And, and obviously with Tomlin, he's, uh, you know, 16th year in the league, um, 16th winning season or non-losing season. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty incredible. He's, I think he's up in the top, you know, close to the top 15 and wins all time now. Just putting together, even, I think he's only like 52, 51, 52. Just putting yeah. together, you know, quite the uh, quite the resume. And, you know, although people like, people always kind of just assume Pittsburgh's going to be good. I, I think it's it's just kind of shocking when you see the actual numbers that they're as good as they are. Yeah, man. It was very consistent. I mean, and they're one of those teams that haven't really had a bunch of different quarterbacks come through here and there, mm-hmm. like some of these other teams. I mean, they yep. pretty much had like maybe two or three quarterbacks. They're pretty stable. I mean, the franchise as a whole is, I think, you know, over the 60 years has been fairly stable. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. When they're, when you're stable at that quarterback position, it helps a lot of other positions as well as, uh, you know, the direction of the team. When you don't got to be worrying about trying to find a quarterback every year, because that's one of the most important positions in the uh, on the team. So, absolutely, hundred percent. Then we have the uh, Vikings and the Bears. Not too much here. Vikings take care of business, but we're gonna see what happens when they, you know, get to the playoffs because uh, mm-hmm. they've been uh, struggling. Either stop teams and offensively, if they don't get uh, if their offense doesn't get going early, uh, it's gonna be game over for them. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think they were holding something back, you know, against the Bears. I don't think they felt like that they needed to really pull out any big stops there. But like you said, I think you know it'll come. It'll come to show when they when they get in there and they got who are they playing? They're playing Giants. Oh, they're playing the Giants. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, next round. (laughs) (laughs) The Giants are a little bit over their heads, probably there, but. uh, I don't know. Who knows? You know, getting to these games, you know, Kirk Cousins can tighten up. They they tend to just like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like you rely on Justin Jefferson all year and then like go away from him when you need him. I, yeah. I, I'll never understand that. Um, so maybe they, they, they don't do that. And maybe they, you know, they pound it with Cook and they can get Jefferson open uh, down the field. And then you use your, you know, Hawkinson, Thielen, KJ Osborne as uh, ancillary targets. But I don't know. I, we'll see how how Kirk looks. You probably know within the first quarter or you know, probably first series, you know how how it's going to look for the uh, for the rest of the day. Oh yeah, that's one of those teams we're going to have to wait and see who uh, who shows up. For sure. I mean, yeah, the uh, Jets versus the Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins sneak by. I thought the other you guys had them, man. It was a pretty much, you pretty much held them pretty much to nothing. A bunch of a bunch of field goals. I thought you guys wanted to put them out, man. Yeah, I I didn't. So I'm glad you had faith in them. I I, I felt like they were gonna lose, <laughs> lose this game, but I think they had they had some 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 bright spots and some 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 glaring uh, holes uh, that we found out through the year. Um, again, I need to get healthy on the offensive line, uh, get back to an ABT back, and then you know hopefully Brees Hall's ready to go next year, and and that offense definitely looks different when he's in it. But but you know on on the upside you know Quinn Williams looked was awesome uh, he should get a, a, a you know a nice deal this off season and Gardner and, and Wilson uh, your other two rookies uh, I thought looked fantastic so some some good spots but again the the, the glaring weakness is still there in, in the quarterback and what are we going to do uh, moving forward there so a lot of a lot of rumors coming out I know Woody Johnson not happy 
obviously mm-hmm. the owner being out of the playoffs for 12 years. So he'll be, uh, you know, he likes to make the big splash. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a veteran quarterback that uh, that they sign on a short, short-term deal, like a, you know, a Garoppolo or a, someone like someone like that of that stature or trade. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch to see, uh, you know, what's going on. I mean, as far as free agent wise, I mean, I don't think this will happen, but for some reason, if Baltimore does not re-sign Lamar Jackson, he'll be out there. Outside of that, there's a bunch of uh, free agents. Uh, I mean, you got Tom Brady. I don't know if you guys will want him, but ultimately, there's a it's, it's a decent amount of free agents out there, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely make an impact. If uh, well, we have to wait and see who who gets tagged, who doesn't, because you know so many teams are not going to let these guys hit the market. So yeah, for sure. And then we had the. Uh, Giants versus the Eagles wasn't too much here. Giants really didn't uh, show up because uh, they pretty much locked into the same spot. Uh, Eagles needed to win to lock up the bye, which they got. I don't even know who they who the Giants had out at quarterback. I was like, who is that? Who is that? Oh, Davis um, Webb. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> they, they drafted him forever ago. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, did they just pick him up? What's going on, man? I recognize none of these players, but. Uh, ultimately, everybody's rested up and they're ready for the Vikings come next week. So definitely a team we could beat, but we're gonna have to either we're gonna have to run the ball a lot, and we're gonna have to get to the quarterback. So yeah, for sure, it's a uh, you, you got your work cut out for you. Uh, that, that's uh, that's apparent. But knew that going in, you kn- you knew that that the top end of the NFC is tough. So oh yeah, oh that's the ultimately um you know win or lose. So happy that but from the season we had, but also it's not gonna be uh. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I'm not expecting too much, but looking forward to the game. Mm-hmm. As I was gonna say, you know, you got a good coach, so that's that's a good place to start. Yeah, that's one of the things I've been uh, dreading us since uh, Coughlin left. So mm-hmm. then we had the uh, Cowboys and the Commanders. Your boy uh, Dak throws a pick, pick six. Should have been two back to back, but he uh, he dropped one. But I mean, this is I can't dress the Cowboys, man. This is why, man. <laughs> I. You know, I don't, I don't trust them either. They're, they're favorites going into. I think they wouldn't be playing Sunday. Yeah, are they? Another Monday night, right? Monday night. Yeah. Monday yeah. Night. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're the favorites. Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. I just don't. I don't. I'm with you. I don't trust. And the defense is fine. I, I just don't trust the offense. I, Dak's made some, some terrible throws over the last, you know, handful of weeks. Terrible decisions. And. I just, you know, they could honestly, they could win by 30 or they could lose by 30. And it could be anywhere between that. I just, I just don't never know what Cowboys team is going to show up, but it definitely hinges on that offense. That's the thing. Uh, they're kind of like Jacqueline Hyde sometimes. Just not very reliable, man. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the, the downfall of them more than anything. So uh, get these Cowboy fans out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, fans are the worst part of it. Then we had the uh, Lions and the Packers. You, th- you thought your boy Aaron Rodgers was going to sneak in the playoffs, but the Lions uh, have something I to mean, say about that, man. E- e- even though I thought he'd sneak into the playoffs, I thought that they would get destroyed in, in the first round against a really, really good San Francisco team. But, oh, my God, another interception. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> TC is ruining it for all the, the, the small smaller schools out there. Also, how bad is Michigan if they lost to TCU? Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, I, I thought they'd sneak in. I thought their their defense, 
again, still played well last night. I, their offense obviously didn't didn't show up. Some really bad penalties. I, I think I fell asleep during the, the early in the fourth quarter. But uh, you know, I, D- Detroit just looked. They looked like the team that was you know you know playing for their playoff life as opposed to not playing for anything. I I, I really wish that the Seahawks lost so that that uh, the Lions could have could have been in because I think at least Lions San Francisco would have been entertaining for a little while. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like I feel like this is good for uh, the Lions. You know, they've been fighting, they've been fighting the stigma of uh, you know, being a losing franchise the past, you know, I want to say twelve years, something crazy like that. I mean, and this is this is them moving in the right direction, despite you know, uh, people were you know not too high on their quarterback and uh, you know, their head coach and then uh, some of the other pieces they have. But I mean, they're putting it to, they're putting it together, man. Yeah, I, I definitely question the head coach uh, and the quarterback. They've proven to be a, a good duo. I mean, the coach has them obviously playing well, and uh, the quarterback has been he's he's kind of he's he's driven that that uh, that whole offense. They got the weapons. They, you know, obviously the defense played better in the second half of the year. Uh, probably still need some help there, but yeah, you know, this is gonna be a popular pick next next season to uh, to win the NFC North. I, I would imagine. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially if uh you know Rogers leaves that division, so yeah, for sure. Then we got the playoffs kicking off this week. I mean, we got games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You know, so pretty much, uh, you know, get the AFC side. We got the Chiefs on the bye. We got the Dolphins versus the Bills. I don't know about you, but I'm probably gonna be rolling with the Bills on that one. I don't think the Dolphins uh have enough to uh beat the Bills, and uh, I'm still not uh, sold on Tua being fully healthy. So. Yeah, I mean, as of as of today, uh, McDaniel said he's still in concussion protocol, so won't find out anything until Wednesday at the earliest. But I think even if he's in there, um, I, I don't think they beat that Buffalo team up in Buffalo. Oh no, definitely not. Especially not with that weather. Um, no. I feel like there's going to be too much. Then we have the uh, we're going to have the Chargers versus the Jaguars. Uh, that should be an interesting game. Two young quarterbacks going at it, uh, trying to make a name for themselves. Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna stick with the Jags on this one, man. Yeah, I like the Chargers, but but you know, I want to go back to something we missed earlier. Why was Brandon Staley playing all these guys? Like I kept turning, I you know, I had it on um, red zone, and I just kind of kept coming back. I'm like, why is Keenan Allen playing in the fourth quarter of this game? Like, does 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 Staley not realize that his team is just like a potential injury waiting to happen? And Mike Williams got carted off with a back injury. They said he couldn't walk to the bus. Like, I just, I, I, I didn't understand what that was all about. Like, I get playing him a couple series, whatever. But with the way that this team gets injured, I would have had them on the bench as soon as possible. And I know you can only, you know, you can only dress 53 guys or, or whatever. And, and you know, what I, you can only have so many people on your roster. I get that. But you got to keep, you got to keep, you know, Eckler, Herbert, Williams, Allen, Bosa, you gotta keep those guys healthy. Yeah, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of those guys wanted to play out for some uh, season-ending stats. Uh, you know, as you know, as sometimes people try to play for those yeah. bonuses. But I mean, ultimately, you got to do the right thing and sit those guys, man. Those guys have been beat up all year. You need them healthy for the playoffs, especially if you want to make a run, especially against some of these teams in the AFC. So, mm-hmm. then we have the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, we mentioned it before. Uh, it's gonna be a wild card to see if uh, Lamar plays or not. Um, even if he does, I think uh, the Bengals still going to pull it out. I think they just have so much confidence in themselves that they're looking uh, to get right back to the Super Bowl. So, 
yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I, I like the way since he played down the stretch, I mean, um, I think they, what was it one of the last seven or eight, uh, you know, not kind of the Buffalo game, but, um, yeah, like you said, the, the, the path is there that they'll have to go up into Buffalo. Uh, my guess is if, if they, if they want to get through, they, they'd play, uh, they'd play Buffalo round two. Um, but yeah, I mean, first things first, uh, take care of business and, and Baltimore's going to have their number over the last couple of years. So, um, We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens and if Lamar's in or not. But uh, you know, Baltimore rested a bunch of guys um, to be healthy and ready for this. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's definitely gonna be a good game. But um, like I said, I just think uh, I think the Bengals want to pull it out. I feel like uh, they're, they're much too. more healthy. I just feel like they're the much more healthier team, a lot more weapons, and uh, you know, the Ravens don't play good when uh, it's a high-scoring game. And the fact that Lamar's been out for so long is going to be uh, interesting to see if he has uh, any rhythm with some of the receivers. Yeah. Then on the NFC side, like we said, we got the Eagles. They're getting a bye. Uh, we got the Seahawks versus the 49ers. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to skip this game, man. Um, <laughs> it's the, the, the 4.30 Saturday game. I, I don't think uh, it's going to be much of a match. for. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be much of a match for the, for the uh, 49ers. I don't either. I think if you're the 49ers, you're just trying to get out of this game healthy. Yeah, I mean, I figure they they're gonna run the ball a lot, you know, keep the Seahawks' offense off the field, eat up the time of possession, and then their defense is gonna be getting after it. So, mm. then we have the uh, Giants and the Vikings. You know, I'll be watching this one just to see how the Giants do. Like I said, this is definitely a team we could beat, but we're gonna the only way we could do it is if uh, you know we control the time of possession, we run the ball well, and uh, we get to the quarterback because. Uh, we, we don't have really much of a secondary to defend uh, those those group of receivers that they have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the tough part with with, uh, with Minnesota. They just have a lot of a lot of options is uh, is on target. Oh yeah, and then our Monday night game, we got uh, Tampa versus the Cowboys. I don't want to say it, man, but Tampa might be uh, heating up, getting ready for this uh, the playoffs. I could, you know, I could talk myself into Tampa in this game for sure. Like you know, we talked about the Cowboys. I just unimpressed by the way Dax would playing down the stretch here. And and like you said, I think that Tampa's kind of turning around a little late. They, they're getting healthier. Ryan Jensen uh, and Tristan Wirfs on the O-line should be back. And and Evans looks better. Um, obviously, Godwin has, look, has looked good. Uh, Fournette should be healthy. So I, I do like Tampa in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, then we can get these Cowboy fans out of here, man. <laughs> I think we'll be talking about next year. Next year is our right. year. And then... uh. Outside of that, I mean, your boy uh, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired from the Cardinals. Something I think that was, was a long time coming. Just seems like uh, they are kind of misguided over there on the offense and defense. So surprised he got the job in the first place. But obviously, you know, wasn't much of a uh, a great hiring as uh, they still have been struggling. Yeah, I think they did some nice things early on, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think it just they wore out. It didn't it didn't age well. Uh, obviously, his relationship with Kyler Murray deteriorated, and and then yeah, I mean someone's got to someone's going to take the fall, and you can't fire 53 players, right? We always say that. Yeah. Um, so the coach and 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 was the one to go, and the GM stepped aside. So the whole new regime in uh, in Arizona, it looks like they're going to solicit Kyler Murray for some input. I don't always agree with that, but you know he seems like a little bit of a baby. So if, if this makes him happy and and he feels like he's being heard, I think it's 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 worth it. You know, especially if you're you're paying him. Hundred eighty million dollars over the next three or four years. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta get somebody in there that's gonna put uh make the quarterback uh look like the quarterback who he's uh being paid as. So mm-hmm. 
Then on to the NBA, not too much here. Uh, your boy LeBron uh, sends a statement to management, pretty much saying, um, you know, you guys take care of the roster. I'll take care of it on, on the court, uh, which he's been doing. He's been playing great. Uh, Lakers are almost at 500 with no Anthony Davis. Um, they got a bunch of guys that are playing their heart out, um, LeBron included. I mean, he's pretty much been averaging like uh, the past few games, like 30 plus and, you know, eight and eight, which is ridiculous at his age. But ultimately, yeah, they they're going to need to make that move, man, uh, to trade some of those pieces away. Yeah. I mean, doesn't he kind of realize that this is his, his making? I mean, they had they had Kuzma and and other other players there and, and he basically, you know, forced them to force their hand to trade him away. I mean, I, I don't know, just he, his his shtick gets old after a while uh, for me. You know, now it's I'm doing everything I can. You know, I need you guys to give me players. Well, the last time we did that, we basically tanked the franchise because we had no depth and and we had you know Anthony Davis getting hurt and and Russell Westbrook being trash. So like I don't know if if I'm Lakers front office, I'm like uh, you can you 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 do the playing, we'll take care of the front office. Just, Leave it to us. We're not going to mortgage, you know, 2027 and 2029 when you're not even playing. It's a it's a lose-lose situation um, on both sides. Uh, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. So, sure. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, the franchise is going to have to do what's in their best interest um, yep. just to prepare for when he leaves. Because obviously, when he leaves, you're going to be in a stacked West without many, without much help. I mean, you got a, uh, another superstar, Anthony Davis, who's barely healthy. Westbrook is probably going to be not not even on the team anymore in the next uh, year or two. So nothing really, no no real draft picks, right? Nothing to another mm-hmm. four, five, what, the 27, 27 and twenty nine. So another four years. You can't really afford to tank. So it's not really much you can do, man. I know they're in a tough spot, uh, but again, they they put themselves there. And, and the other thing too is like, what's to say Anthony Davis is even there in twenty twenty seven, right? I mean, after LeBron, you know, either leaves or retires. You know what's on? What's it to say that he, you know, Anthony Davis doesn't try to work his way out of there too? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the, the thing is, you can't even afford to tank. Because uh, I mean, you're tanking, you're giving away top picks to other teams. I mean, yeah, they're pretty much gonna go buck wild in free agency. You have to spend money to, uh, you know, keep the franchise afloat and relevant. But it's gonna be hard in the West for them. Then we got your Celtics in first place, man, in the East, best record in, in the NBA. How you how you feel about your team, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I like where they're at. I, again, they do tend to go through some of these stretches where it looks like they forget how to play basketball. But I think overall, you know, you, you got to be happy, especially after a, a deep run last year and, and, and Tatum's, you know, playing MVP caliber basketball. Uh, Jay, him and Jalen have just been awesome. Mark Smart's hurt right now, but I, I think he'll be all right. But bringing Rob Williams back, huge for them, especially when they play the likes of, you know, Giannis and, and Bam and, and, uh, you know, I think he's just he just adds a, a defensive you know force in there, uh, and their role players a little bit better now. I think they went through a lull, and and Missoula kind of call them out and say, "Look, starters are doing their job. You guys got to you know pick them up when you're in there because they have been losing a lot of leads in, in the you know in the, in the late first, early second, and then into the late third period. So, uh, you know, I think it just a little little bit of wake up call, but yeah, I mean, can't, can't complain where they're at. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how the year plays out. I mean, we got the Knicks in seventh place. Hopefully, uh, you know, they can notch up a, a, another uh, spot or two so they're not stuck playing that playing game. Mm-hmm. On the West, I mean, not too much. A lot of the teams are close. We got Denver in the first place. Who, who would you go for for your midseason MVP right now? Oof. I, yeah, mean, it's hard. It's, it's, it's I mean, hard. I mean, I mean, 
you're going to say Tatum. So just give me, just give me your, uh, your, uh, your take on Tatum, man. Well, how do you not, how do you not take Jokic? I mean, they're the best team in the West. Uh, he's having an even better season than he was having last year. Um, yeah, he's. All- I think that's that's kind of that's kind of not not that it's an issue, but like when a guy's having a season like that and they're in first place, and his numbers are better. Like, how do you not pick him for MVP? <laughs> um, but I'd say it's between Jokic and Tatum right now for sure. Yeah, man, definitely is. Felt like Tatum's t- taking it up to another level. Um, he is. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, every a lot, of, a lot of stuff. He seems easier this year for him, but you know, hopefully, it's just not like a um, he doesn't gas out or anything like that, or you know, right, get cold right. uh, yeah. towards the playoff time. I definitely want to see uh, him turn it up to another level come playoff time, even though it's probably gonna be hard. I mean, it's crazy how you tell somebody, hey, you average like 30 points a game. I need you to turn it up to another level. But hey, he's all about the Mamba mentality, so he has it in him, man. But definitely looking forward to seeing. Um, him carry a team back to the finals and uh, for him to finally get one. But then, uh, you know, like we said, joke on the other side, uh, damn near averaging a triple double at the center position, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if he gets another, if he gets another MVP, he's like one of like, like four or five players that have um, like more than two. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't, as much as people try to argue between him and Embiid being the best big, I mean, you got to give it to him. He's more, he's the one that's more healthy, and uh, mm-hmm. some of the numbers he's putting up is crazy, man. Even yeah. though, even though I feel like if you had a healthy Embiid, he would definitely be. Uh, I would probably take him over uh, Joker. But I mean, if Embiid, he just can't stay healthy, man. So, you know, the best ability ability is like they say is availability, and uh, he's been available with with the, on that team, man. Yep. I would throw Zion in the mix too, but he can't stay healthy, man. But. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, he's uh, you know, he's getting he's getting in his NBA shape. A few less injuries this year. Um, this team's definitely uh up there in the West. They're like second right now. So, but he's got to stay yeah. healthy as well. So yeah, I, I think having CJ McCollum there has really helped him. Um, you know, takes a bit of a load off. I know Bi's been hurt for now, but but yeah, that that's a. I watched a little bit of that game against the Nets the other night. They have a, they have a good team, man. Just, yeah. If they can if they can get healthy, that that's a that's a. Deep. Yeah, and they got a lot of damn draft picks too. So man, that's another thing that's going to help them as well. It's going to give them extra pieces to trade away and uh, not feel a dent. Ultimately, those guys got to stay healthy. So I mean, if they can still yeah. stay healthy, they're going to put them in a better position to win. So it's just the name of the game, you know, in all these yep. sports. Is if you can, if you can get, if your stars are healthy and playing well, you got a chance. Oh yeah, definitely. And then, uh, who, who who would you say is uh, one of your disappointments for the season? Like for mid mid season disappointment, who's been disappointed so far? Disappointment. Uh, you give me yours. Who, who who's your big disappointment so far? I, I got to think about this. Wasn't prepped for that. Hmm. I don't know, man. My disappointment. Um, I would say the Warriors. Uh, coming off the championship, the championship year, even though Steph's been out of the past few games, I expect them to play a lot better. But you know, maybe we kind of expected too much from the young people too soon. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not counting them out until Steph comes back. I mean, they're in sixth, you know, six and a half games back on Nuggets. I'm, I agree. I, I think they, I feel like you know, Jordan Poole hasn't had as good of a year. Mm-hmm. Draymond's kind of disappeared, and and Clay's been actually really good. Uh, but but without without Steph there, they've been they've been struggling. Yeah, like Kaminga hasn't done much, and and those guys they've been quiet. You know, actually, you know who has been a disappointment as a whole to me was is the Timberwolves. I thought they were going to be awesome. I thought with Rudy Gobert adding Rudy Gobert to that Anthony Edwards and Cat, and they 
just for me having uh having lived up to it i know i mean cat's been out but still i feel like when he was there they just it just doesn't gel it's just uh kind of off you know i felt like they overpaid for rudy gobert as well but i thought that would be a lot better defensively with uh rudy there because it'll keep cat uh out of the middle and he can uh do some other things but uh we're gonna have to wait and see man Mm -hmm. and then who 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 are some of your uh, mid-season shockers like uh people you were surprised about i'd say the uh the the rookie from indiana ben mathurin indiana right yep I think Mathurin's been awesome. I, I thought he'd be pretty good, but I, I think he's he's playing above his shoes a little bit, which is you know great for them, uh, averaging 17 a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think him and Halliburton have been great uh, for the Pacers. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't know what people thought the Pacers were going to be, but but I think that they've uh, you know they they've played well. I think I know he's a good player, but I've been impressed with how Kyrie's come back uh, this year. He's playing well, and and then yeah, and and obviously uh, you know. The Kings team is is a lot better than than, than I thought they were going to be. Oh yeah, definitely mine would be uh Halliburton leading leading and assists. Knicks missed that missed that pick, but hey, we needed a point guard. Still didn't ended up uh not getting one that year. Then ended up trading for, or get one in free agency. But ultimately, could have had a young point guard. Could have been leading the lead and assists right now. And then your boy uh Buddy Hill just leading the lead and uh, three pointers made. I mean, even though Steph's been out. That was another one. I'm surprised they were looking willing to trade them to the Lakers at all. On being the young roster they have, your boy uh, Shake Sh- uh, oh, yeah. Alexander, man, averaging yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yep, averaging good. over 30 points a game, going buck wild. I mean, if I was the Clippers, I'd take that trade back for for him for Paul George, man. I mean, this is. I'm gonna be honest. I did not see him doing what he's doing now. Um, definitely, you know, showing out. I mean that that that's another young team too. The damn uh, the Thunder man, they got about uh ninety nine more draft picks uh, coming up, <laughs> and they got a lot of young talent on that team. That team's gonna be good. Give them a couple of years, get them gelled. SGA looks like a stud. You, you'll get Holmgren back. You'll have another top pick this year. I, I just I think they're gonna be a really good team in the next couple of years if they can uh they get these guys playing well and, and keep them on contracts. Yeah, that's the thing. They might 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 be looking at another uh. Repeat of the OKC team uh, when they had all those young players, you know, with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and uh, Russell Westbrook. But I feel like mm-hmm. uh, they could do it better, you know, with, with all these picks they have and uh, the potential uh, uh, talent coming up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we got college football championship going on. TCU getting smacked up by Georgia. Nothing else. Nothing else to say about that, man. No. Beat down. Yeah, going into halftime right now. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't think. Uh, I don't think TCU comes back from this, man. No, no, I don't think there's a chance. You want to uh, get into uh, PGA? Yeah, we had the first uh, first tournament of the year, um, Century Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, small field. It's out at Kapalua in Hawaii. Uh, beautiful course. You know, I think it's one like throw it. I throw it on on like the Saturday and Sunday morning uh, to watch the replay from the night before. Just the, the views there are just like stunning. It's in you know outlook in the ocean, but then you got the mountains in the background. It's a really cool course. A couple, you know, pretty notable holes there, uh, especially number 18. It's a it's a long par five, uh, but it's all downhill and kind of turns to the left a little. And it's like there's been some some good moments there with Tiger and and some other guys, Bubba Watson hitting driver off the deck. Some just some cool stuff. But uh, yeah, it looked like uh, Colin Morikawa was gonna gonna to run away with it. Um, he was up eight after he birdied one on Sunday, and 
you know, un, he, he's, he's one of these guys. I think that, that when he gets a lead, he's, he, he puts it away. And, and so it was very uncharacteristic. He made some mistakes. Uh, John Rahm obviously played really well. He was shooting 10 under on Sunday. Uh, he came back and, and won it by, by a couple strokes. Uh, but, um, you know, this was the first of those elevated tournaments. So Rahm took home 2 million bucks and, and, uh, and, uh, last place finisher, I forget who it was, uh, still took home, uh, $220,000. So I think, um, you know, all in all, I think everyone who was in the tournament, it was only 39 players, a smaller field, um, was, uh, you know, making good money, having, having a nice time in Hawaii and, uh, you know, able to play a, a nice, you know, a nice course. But uh, we're on a, the Sony Open this week, and then again, we'll, uh, the West Coast, the West Coast Swing, uh, will start up here in a couple of weeks up up to California coast. But uh, they're getting some tough weather over there right now, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, how the courses hold up. Oh yeah, man, definitely uh, about to hit you up about uh, on the next big one to see because uh, I I hit a few of those when uh, you gave me your prediction of who, who you thought was going to win. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll start uh, giving you some more names to throw out there on the, some of these other tournaments, but Sony, Sony's a, it's a little diluted for me, but uh, after that, there's some, there's some tournaments we can get into like the waste management and some other ones, uh, uh, farmers insurance and, and, and Tory Pine. So I'll, I'll keep you abreast. And then if I don't win, I'm going to send you that, uh, <laughs> that meme when, <laughs> when he says, uh, when your man told you the parlay was guaranteed, <laughs> just looking at him. <laughs> Outside of that, I mean, we got a college basketball getting ready to ramp up. March Madness get, mm-hmm. uh, getting closer and closer. On the men's side, I mean, we got the um, top four teams, Houston, Kansas, and then uh, Purdue and Alabama. I mean, uh, Houston slipped, got, slipped back up to number one since Purdue lost. I mean, they're pretty much led by uh, Jarese Walker. Uh, he'll probably be a pro- uh, uh, lottery pick this year. Uh, kind of Paul Miss- Millsap-ish. So uh, big power forward that can shoot the three and do a bunch of different things. Uh, then they got a decent board guard and Marcus Sasser. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can uh, maintain that spot come uh, the tournament. And then uh, on the other side, you know, you got Kansas. They're always in the mix. You got some draft prospects over there. Lottery pick, potential lottery picks and uh, Grady Dick and uh, uh, Jalen Wilson. So then on the other side, Alabama, they have a few. They got uh, Brandon Miller. It's kind of like Rudy Gay. Rudy mm-hmm. Gayish, then Danny Granger, that six, uh, like six eight small forward that can uh, shoot, athletic, and get to the hole. And then um, there's a few other teams up there too, man. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the majority of the freaking um, lottery picks are gonna be an offer coming from Arkansas, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's them, and they got like four players in the lottery. Probably gonna have like four, four or five players in the lottery outside of uh, you know, um, Victor. He'll probably go one, and then uh. Uh, Scoots will be two, and then there'll be a bunch of those Arkansas players, like one kid from Duke, and then like one or two other uh, G leaguers. So, but definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, picking the brackets and uh, seeing people's brackets get busted. This is when it gets good when they when they start the conference play. Uh, I always enjoy those those battles, you know, even, even with UMass and the A10 teams that they're playing, and uh, obviously down here with Duke and North Carolina uh, playing in the ACC. Just this is some some good. Uh, some some good rivalries there and some fun fun basketball. Obviously, you know the, the crowds of college basketball are, are awesome. Oh yeah, the fans are hilarious too, man. But on, I mean, on the men's side, it's going to be hard to pick a. I don't think it's going to be a clear cut favorite. On the women's side, I mean, 
how could you not go with South Carolina, man? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, led by Leah Boston and um, um, Zaya Cook. I mean, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're still undefeated, man. Um, yeah. We have an interesting game coming up in, I think, in February when they play in LSU. It's going to be another undefeated team in the SEC. Because they got Angel Reese over there. She's over there killing it, averaging like 20 and 13. But ultimately, it's going to be, uh, they're probably going to be the heavy favorite going into the tournament um, outside of them in Stanford, uh, which is the number number two team in uh, women's basketball. And then you got Ohio State. UConn's up there. But, you know, UConn's out some players. You know, Paige is not there this year toward uh, ACL. But, uh, I mean, they picked up some good transfers, so but they'll be right in the mix. And then uh, LSU is right behind them. So, definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, March Madness. Yeah. Absolutely. Then it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so did a, a sweet potato, sausage, and spinach uh, soup today. Uh, obviously, it's a, you know the, being winter time and, and uh, soup season. Figured it and toss it in there. So this one was actually pretty easy. It's a one pot. I got some andouille sausage and some chorizo, and uh, cut that up, uh, put it in the pot with a little bit of oil. Get that uh, browned up and nice, uh, nice and cooked through. And then added a cut onion, a diced onion into that. Again, let that all mix up. And then added, got some chicken bone broth from, from Trader Joe's. And uh, a, a sweet potato I, I diced into like half inch cubes. So put that in there with some uh, paprika, some garlic, paprika, garlic, a little uh, cayenne, and some salt and pepper. And mix that all together, got it to a nice boil. Uh, and simmered it for about 20 minutes or so. And then uh, to thicken it up, um, use some uh, nutritional yeast and uh, some coconut milk and then added in the uh, spinach. Uh, you know, you could chop it or not, but um, I would suggest chopping it just because it doesn't wilt as well and wilt as well in the soup. So, uh, yeah, then just kind of let that all sit together for like 15, 20 minutes and it's ready to go. Pour it in the bowl and then uh, topped it with a little uh, Parmesan cheese on top. Oh, nice, man. I mean, you hit it with the par, man. I mean, that's definitely a definitely a, sounds like a go to right there. Yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, again, it was it was a little chilly today, so or at night, so a nice warm soup, always good in the winter time. Awesome, man. And what'd you guys drink that down with? So uh, this week I got a. Uh, it's called a. Uh, it's a comes from Fontaflora. It's a, a brewery again out in the out in the Morganton, um, North Carolina. Uh, they have a spot up in uh, uptown in Charlotte, but uh, it's a uh, one of the seltzers that they make there. It's called Topsy uh, Seltzer, and it's a cranberry and lime version. Um, so, you know, typically I'm not a huge like cranberry seltzer fan. I think that that uh, especially when they're like super carbonated. I, I don't know. It just it, I, I don't really enjoy the the flavor that much. This these seltzers that they made um, or make are 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 very light. Uh, they still they still have the you know the five percent ABV, but they they have for whatever reason they're just like not as carbonated as as like the White Claws or the uh, Trulies. Um, so they're actually like much easier to drink, and I, I felt like it was a, like a much more flavorful seltzer than than we would no, I would normally get. Um, 
because I feel like some of that carbonation just kind of takes away the flavor a little bit. You're kind of just like hit with the bubbles before any you know the flavor dissipates before you can actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one was was actually really good. Uh, I ended up buying a four pack and bringing them home uh, because they were uh, extremely tasty. Uh, again, they had some other flavors. I think they had a peach with something else, but the, the cranberry lime one was, uh, was was the one I went to and uh, uh, really enjoyed it really flavorful really hits you with the cranberry almost almost takes tastes like a like a cape cotter but without the you know the the hit of vodka on the back end so just like more of like a smooth like the even just like a like a mocktail like a cranberry lime um you know drink that you would have so uh did really enjoy it uh i'd probably give it like uh on the non-beer level i'd probably throw it at like an 8.2 oh man that's great man it, it was that good that's a funny thing, man. When you start getting into these mixed drinks, they're so much more flavorful, flavorful than beers, man. Sometimes. Yeah, and then, and, and, you know, typically I go to I go to it in in the in the summer times because they're lighter and easier to drink. But but yeah, you, you know, I think it's sometimes it's just nice to have a change up too. And you, you're right. I mean, the flavor it's just different, right? Like if you like the beer taste, which a lot of these people that drink craft beers do, they still, you know, I think this is how it kind of all evolved it started with like the ipas and then they got into the hazy ipas and then they got into the juicy ipas they got into the sours and now it's kind of like it's just so diversified out there now you can kind of bounce around wherever you want but ultimately yeah i think you're right i think just having some of those different flavors is is uh really nice yeah man i feel like you can uh certain things i feel like go with like everything like when it comes to those certain flavors but then i feel like uh certain things have better combos than others and um, I, I feel like it's good. I like making the mixed drinks because you get to experiment with different flavors, different mm-hmm. uh, types of beer, yeah. not beers, um, alcohols. And then sometimes you can just mix them, mix things. But you, you know, you gotta be careful because some of these things might become sleepers where it tastes really good, but then you like ten drinks in, not realizing you about to get hit with the uh, the smack of your life. Oh yeah. And then uh, that's Jay's bites and brew, everybody. And then for the BRRs, not too much this week. Going through some movies. Checked out uh, Pray for the Devil. It's pretty much like, you know, one of those horror movies. It's about a nun who gets accepted into this, like, training, I want to say training program for uh, for uh, priests to um, exercise demons from people. And then, um, I'm not going to lie, man, it was kind of trash, man. Um, <laughs> it wasn't really that scary. They didn't really give much story on the whole like thing there were like all the years like 2099 and uh there's been an increase in um exorcisms and you know now people the priests train for it and one nun gets in and trains for it and then but it was kind of trash man um but they kind of set it up for another one but it, it was just like i thought it'd be much cooler more like the conjuring i thought it'd be a lot more scarier um, but ultimately it was just we're just all right, man. It's just really not one of those movies I'll go back to. You'll probably forget about even after you watch it. I gave it like a 5.8 out of 10. So mm-hmm. um, definitely something you can skip, man. Yeah, you can watch it. Then I checked out the menu. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like suspected what was going to happen based off the previews and exactly what I thought would happen happened. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. I, probably, I, think I, I think what I thought was going to be better than what they showed. And then what they showed was less. So um, it's kind of about a, a bunch of people that get invited to like, you know, one of those super high end, you know, 
um, restaurants that are like, you know, um, seclude on a secluded island uh, with mm-hmm. this great chef. And, you know, the chef is having them taste all this amazing food. But then eventually, you know, he goes crazy and, you know, it ends up turning into a, a kill fest where people are dying and stuff like that. But I felt like the people that were there should have been fighting more to survive. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but it was just, it was all right, man. And then, the, and then one of the one one of the people get the, the girl gets away, and the way she gets away, man, it's, it's kind of stupid, man. That's what I say. It was kind of it was trash too, man. Um, <laughs> I'll probably give this one like a five point nine or a six out of ten. It was just, it was like it had potential to be like to be good based off of the chef going crazy and just, like trying to kill people. But like if the people like like actually struggled and fought them and tried to do stuff instead of being wimps and just sitting there and taking it. And then the fact that the, one of the girls got away because of what she did um, and how she did it while everybody else just sat there and watched her do it. And how do you really want me to tell you, man? Go ahead. So I'm not going to watch. So the, so the, the chef is spoiler alert. Right? If you want to watch the movie, don't listen. Right. So the, the head chef, right. He's going crazy. He's killing people. Right. He's having people taste like his food or whatever. And he's like, he has the people go outside and they have them. He has the uh, other chefs chase them and beat them up. Then he has them come back in and like do all this other shit. And then eventually the girl's like trying to figure out how to get out. And then she like sneaks into his room, the head chef's room, and realizes he was a, a previous chef. At a, he used to work at a restaurant and made burgers. And then the head chef was making like all this exotic stuff. And she's like, Oh, I want to, she's like, I want to put, you know, all the food they bring out. He's like, you know, I want to send it back. And kind of like she tugs at his like heart strings and tells him to make her a burger. He makes her like a burger. She says like, it's the greatest burger ever. And then he lets her go. And then everybody else is still standing there watching her. And then eventually they do like this big montage of a dish, but they do it with the people. They put them in like marshmallows and chocolate. And you like you know you know they decorate the plate well that um, sauce and type of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. They do that all on the floor, and then he sets it up on fire, and they all burn and die. <laughs> and then she's just on the boat. She's just on the boat, going back home eating a burger. It actually seems kind of like amusing more than anything. Yeah, it was just like, man, like it could have been so much better than this. But I mean, some, one of those things you can skip. Um, if you're bored, you can check it out, but not something I would recommend. So, yeah, then still going through Andor and then, uh, some other, looking for some other movies to, uh, go through, but it's hard. Some of these movies are bad, man. <laughs> that that one was on HBO's max too. I was like, come on, HBO max. Yeah. And now uh, you guys checking out anything good? Not really watching the uh, second season of Ginny and Georgia. Yeah. I didn't start that yet. It's all right. There's a lot going on. And then, uh, what else we got? That's that's really it right now. Yellowstone's on hiatus. They're at the mid-season um, finale, which was slow again. One of the storylines about you know that, that I didn't care for Jimmy. It was back in it, so um, we'll see what that that may uh, that may end with me this season. Maybe maybe it for me if uh, if they can uh, get some action going here. No, not really. I mean, the White Lotuses were good. Wednesday was good. Still want to watch that. Uh, oh, still working through Severance. Michelle, Michelle gave up. She's out. She's putting her to sleep. <laughs> uh, so I'll, be, I'll be watching that on my own. So that's, about, that's about it. Still uh, just poking around. I, I still want to watch the Knives Out. Glass onion. 
That one looks like amusing. I like I like the first one, so Yeah, I do want to check that one out as well. But no, other than that, just looking forward to some of the new stuff they got coming out. Uh, Super Mario Brothers obviously in April. Uh, that looks good. Uh Wonka looks interesting. Um there's some some interesting interesting ones that are coming out. I mean I, obviously I'm not not entirely thrilled with you know they're doing a bunch of remakes which I like I, I don't know. I I'll watch them eventually, but I just it's not something I'm like jumping up and down for. Yeah, um, I feel you. But yeah, I, I think it's look decent. Yeah, man, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing what's to come. So, and then uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. That's all I got. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on.